So we're looking at Rami Gimel. I sent, I sent the link in the chat. If somebody wants to open it up, so that you're able to open it up from that. It's a short mimer. Uh, I'm hoping that we were able to fin- complete it before Hanukkah. That's why we chose that one. It's chosen by one criteria only: the, the, its length. Okay. Um, so um, it starts off with an. With idea which is relevant to uh, not only to Shabbos but a general rule of how the Chazal look at something, uh, and the, pur- the purpose is to come to Chanukah and ask the question regards to Chanukah. So he says, So it's a very fascinating idea. If you look at the Shabbos, the first thing at the Shabbos it deals with the halachas of Hitzor. If you look at the Seder of the Mishnahs and the Shabbos, starting from the second mission onwards, it goes chronologically. Arab Shabbos, before Mincha, you, you have limited, limited things you're not allowed to do. Arab Shabbos, you can't put certain foods in. in, in. Talks about the halachas of what you, what, what you need to um, be, how to be madlik. It's dealing with Arab Shabbos, then it, goes into, then it goes into Shabbos. But the first Mishnah is an outlier in the fact that it, it discusses the, the dinner of Hitzor, with an Oni, Balabais giving to the Oni, and Oni giving to Balabais. Why does the Shabbos start with that? It's, it's, it's a Number one. Number two, if he wants to start with any melacha, arguably, there are many one of the Lama test melachas that could have started with. Why would it start with, did it start with Hitzor? Uh, so the morale says, Rishonim Omdu B'tam So why does Mishnah Shabbos start with 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 Hitzor? So the morale says that Pirish Mishun the melachas Hitzor ain't in the Hegas B'yamtiv. We want to discuss. We want to discuss something unique to Shabbos, as opposed to the other yamim the other yamim tovim. So this is something which is unique, unique to Shabbos. So uh, that's why the morale understands that the morale understands why Chazal chose Hitzor as the way to describe Shabbos. In my in in a mimer from Rafutner on on Shabbos, he takes this morale much further. He says that why is Hutzah unique to Shabbos, and what is exactly what Hutzah adds unique to Shabbos? Um, that um, over here is not going to get involved in that right now. So that's, that's not the point he wants to discuss. Um, if I want to understand what is what is what is the really the toichen of, of a yomtiv, have to look at what what distinguishes it from everything else. That point is going to be descriptive of the primary element of the item, uh, which sounds like standard philosophical thought. The the area where each thing is unique and special is the primary definition of the item. Okay. So now, so taking that idea to Hanukkah, so what is unique about Hanukkah? What is the element of Hanukkah uh, which is unique that uh, we, we, want, we want to uh, understand? Okay. So, who hayyosim nimsa besef kol seder kviyas zmanay moyer ladaris. It's the last yomtiv, so it could be it's bimikra quote unquote the last yomtiv, or that itself the fact that it's the last yomtiv is indicative of something special about it being last. What would what, what would what would be something special something which is last? 
Sandwich at last usually is what is what is mashlim and fills fills out all of the final things you need to have a full picture. So you put the last touches on a picture, you have the full picture. So over here is saying that Tefet Chanukah is going to be the last Yom Tov means it added something to all the Yom Tovim, which was quote unquote missing in the Yom Tovim. And Chanukah is going to fill that out and address that. So we put now in place from Chanukah till Mashiach everything which we need to have the, the Seder of the of the, the Moedim of Klaistro are all now put in place. Okay, and we say in the in the Shir Ozik Mer B'Shirim Mer Chanukah Samizbeach. So what, what's going to be in the future, in the, in the time of the Oz Yashir, the, uh, the Oz, uh, which will be in the future, that that will be Oz Egmar. That's going to be what's fi- finishing off what was what was started over here. So Hanukkah has put in place everything you need. So the, the next step is Mashiach. Klamer Akivius Moed Hanukkah which means the flip side of that is to say, if I want to know what is everything which we need to have in place to be able to be ready to bring us till Mashiach, till Chanukah there was something missing. Chanukah added that thing which was missing, and now we say we're, we're on our way to Mashiach. He calls it the Gesher Moivol. It's it's going to be the bridge which is going to take us from the Kufa of Chazal to Mashiach, there's going to be a bridge. Chanukah is the bridge. Now we have the path set for us. So now we have to explain. Okay, that was very nice. We've really got that nicely. It makes a lot of sense. So the question is, um, now what? what? What is, let's understand this concept. Okay. So this is an idea which mor- the morale, or Hutner, many's, um, go back to multiple times. Seder Shibudim, Shishtab Yisrael, Arba, Malchus, Inyanim, Mavur, but Nibos, Mishal, um, the, we know that there was there's the four Malchias and uh, the war of Daniel talked about them at length Chazal said that this is already this is already embedded in the Bria from the beginning of the Bria so Chazal go through it says that the Horitz Hoy says Soyu Bavoyu Bechoshech Bnei Zohim Ruach Lakim Menachemas Lapanei Hamoyim. So the Chazal take each one of those and say that's referring to one of the Malchus Toyu Voyu Choshech and Tohim, and then Ruach Lakim that's Ruach Shemashiach. Okay, so um, uh, what are they? Toyu Zebavel Voyu Zemadai Choshech Zehyavon. That's where we are now. That's the that's the Shibudim of Christ in the past. 
In Bonal Akhrab Shiva Adam Shalom, if you want to think about the Adam that we're in, Akhrab Inyan Ashalos, he bizarres a Shiva Shamashal's Machas of Karmas, who Harlech Limshak Lee have said Adimeno Ela, Lamizabakazet, Lobashiba Baba, Lobashiba Mare, Kimadaki Bashiba Yavan. There's something which Adam parallels to Yavan, which doesn't parallel to Bubble and to Mare. There's a flow from the world of Yavan into the world of Adam. We don't have that similar flow from Bavel and Marai into Adam. Okay, what is that? Um, the more says that we know that the Zugas, the Zugas had an element of the first time we had a Machloikas in Kaisa which did not come to a resolution. The Machloikas in times of Bayes region as well, they discussed it in Sanhedrin. Sanhedrin came to a resolution. Bayeshana, they had the Sanhedrin, but even with the Sanhedrin, they couldn't come to, a, they couldn't reach a point of a resolution to this, to, uh, to, in this Machloikas. This Machloikas stood through, through the Zugas that, um, and that continued on, the, the, the Machloikas just got more and more and more. But the concept of Machloikas was something which was new, which, was, which remains to this day. And that was added, that started at the time of Yavan. Um, Chazal touched up that Yavin's element was that there are and Yamamashi had happened. Practically, it happened. There's Machloikas, means they couldn't come to a clarity of understanding. So there was a, there was a, there was a, Change in Klayasel's ability to understand Torah. It was affected by Yavan, the Hikshikha name Shal Yavan, the Xer that they had, the Klayasel Hashkikhan Torah that they should t- prevent Klayasel from learning Torah properly. And that left the Roshim, the Shikha of Torah, that the Torah wasn't clear, was the Hakshokha, the fact that there was that it was darkened, that Chazal are referring to. Okay. And that's just gotten bigger. So nowadays we have opinion after opinion after opinion, shittas and shittas and shittas. The starting point was in Yavan. It wasn't in Bavl, it wasn't in Mordai. It was in Yavan. That is something which we have by Yerusha to this day. Now, how do we look at that? There was a point where Chashmanoyim overcame Yavan. So, the simple way of understanding, which he's going to say is it's not correct, is there was a Geula, but the Geula wasn't complete. Had the Geula from Yavan been complete, we would have rectified this Chasar and Klai, so the lack of understanding. Machlokas would have been removed from Klaus, and they wouldn't have Machlokas anymore. But the Gula wasn't perfect. There was elements in the Gula from Yavon which were not perfect, and therefore the the Gula was lacking. It wasn't perfect, and therefore why? That's why that's why Machlokas, which was a part of the 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 Gzeira, the Galus of Yavon, remained from that point onwards. That's the simple understanding. 
Um we still have this idea of machlokes, so that's a problem. So it means we didn't finish it. But the truth is, that's not a true understanding. So this idea that machlokes is, as it were, is a is, is, is an element which is lacking in the gula is a misunderstanding of what the role of machlokes is in klayus. Okay. We know if we know if there's a phrase which Chazal say that sometimes bitulo That's a, really that's a vehicle how to makayim the Torah. So really simple. Person goes to bed. He's involved from Torah. Well, if he he goes to bed and he has a clear head to learn the next day, he's going to learn more. He's going to accomplish more. He's going to understand more. So his bitul is a kiyum. Okay, but um, he's going to go way deeper than that. For example, So the first time we have a bitul Torah, we have the destruction of Torah. Moshe Rabbeinu brought the luchos. Right? That's and the bitul Torah got him is there. He's not vital the Torah. But the Russian said yashakar shashibarta. Means the Russian said, had you not destroyed the luchos, the Klaus would not have been able to be to rebuild. The luchos had to be removed, as it were. And a second luchos had to come in its place. And it's only possible that the, the Kleisel can move forward through the Shiraz HaLuchas. So the Shiraz HaLuchas, which is the Bittal of Torah, is the Kiyam of Torah. But Chazal said there's something unique which happens at the moment of Shiraz HaLuchas. Maisha Shiraz HaLuchas, he Maisha Shal Kiyam of Torah, Ayyadeh Bittula. But Reharei Omru Chachamin, Shemolei Nishtabra HaLuchas, L'Hoyisa Torah Mishtachachachas M'Yisrael. Shichas Atara, which allows for the lack of clarity and allows for Machloikis, is rooted in Shiraz Haluchas. So now I got a problem. If you're telling me that Batsim Moshe Rabbeinu did a Kutazach, Shiyashukach Shashibarta, and had he not done that, there would not be a Kim of Kalayus on Torah. But at the same time, in that Misa is the source for the Chesorin of the lack of remembering all of the Torah. So how can it be both? Or is the fact that it's both exactly the point? The bitula shel Torah zel the same way that's true at that moment, that Klaisel, had the Klaisel, the Luch has not been removed, as it were, from the picture. Klaisel, measuring up to the first Luch would not have been possible. They would have had to be destroyed. And by removing the first Luch and replacing it with the second Luch, Klaisel is going to be maintained. That same element which we see, the fact that there's, there's a... a a seemingly destructive act, Bexim is constructive. The fact that the Shir's Aluchas contains in it Shechaz HaTorah, which seems to be something which is destructive, is really constructive. Now that's what he wants to understand. Am I making sense over here? Yeah? Okay. Lemena Olamikan Chidosh Nifla. Ki Ev Shalom L'Torah Shad Hisra Ba Yenei Shechaz HaTorah the Yashakarach means that he introduced into the world Shechazatara. So, what was the result of Shechazatara? Shechazatara means that each human being, each member of Kalayisrael, each Tamachachim, has a Kalik he's going to, going to introduce into the Torah. He's going to offer into the Torah. He's going to take his understanding and add it to the Torah. So, the Torah is going to expand, as it were. 
so whereas once upon a time there was a clarity, we spoke about this one one other time that um um uh, that uh, in 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 the introduction, the Balamor in the introduction to his Sefer writes, no, sorry, the Ramban, the introduction to Sefer Muhammad Hashem. So the, the, the Ramban wrote a Sefer called Muhammad Hashem. It was written as a response to the, the Riff wrote his Sefer. It was called, called Sefer. It was called Halachas. That was the name of the Sefer. And Sefer Halachas from the Riff. The Balamor wrote Hasagas points where he disagreed, felt that the, the riff was wrong. And Ramban wrote his his response, which he called Muhammad Hashem. The Ramban, in his introduction to Muhammad Hashem, he says that there's no such thing as a moifis chaytek in the world of Torah. A final answer doesn't exist in the world of Torah. There's always the proof which is perfect, which you can't argue with. There's multiple ways of looking at something. Each person will take their way of looking at it, try and try and bolster it with proofs as best as possible. Well, based on that understanding, he's allowed to then act upon that, and somebody might come along later on and find a different, a different a, 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 some some response to his argument why he's wrong. So, if one has another piece we talked about, like says that a mile or a chesor, signaling that's a chesor, right? When you when you look at the world of math or science, and there's a, a answer, and there's one right answer, that to me is a very precise, exact science. That gives it a chashivas. Right? We have to find the right answer. Over here, like whatever you say is good, like it makes it seem, seemingly it seems to degrade it and cheapen it and make it something which is not so, it's lacking in a, in a tru- truth. If it be a truth, there's only one truth. Um, so he said, that's not true. That, that's a mistake. That um, if you are, if the Torah is the Bershom's Torah, as it were, the Bershom has one answer, and that's it. The Kiddush over here of what, what the Raman is saying, or what Chazal is telling me over here is that each person is given a chance to contribute an element to Torah. So each person plays a role, his lifetime, his understanding, his personality, his background, his rebellion, everything comes together to allow him to find his unique contribution, his element that he's going to be adding to the Torah, which was not there without that. Right? So that's an extraordinary opportunity that Roshim says the Torah addresses every single Hechatimsa which exists. So it's going to have a way to we start with seeming a small area that it just addresses and since it adds the Chachamim's opinions into the Torah, it allows it to address and address and address and address and address and to keep growing to address every, every single scenario. Puchazi Ma'ashamur Chachamim ki shilol shmeyo salachas nishachu b'mei evle shamusho v'ksirum asneel ben kanaz v'pipulay so the first time we find Sheikh Zatara, we find Mershabainu during the May Evil Shabashabainu, Kaisa lost Allahs. They lost knowledge. Osama Kanaz was able to be to bring back those points through his pilpul. So it went from being being something which was forgotten 
to being retrieved by an individual person retrieving it. This person was able to contribute now his part to the Torah. It comes out, but he, when he retrieved it, he didn't just give you the answer. He gave you the process. He gave you the pilpul. So he added something more which wasn't there beforehand. Beforehand, you just had the fact. Now you know how to get there. So what was added through, through Shechaz Torah, instead of saying that we lost Torah, we actually, at the end, the, the, the sum total was that we gained Torah. We gained more knowledge than we had before. Because before we we knew we knew the answer to the math problem. Now we know how you how you how you get there, how you figure it out. What is the processes and the equations and the formulas you're going to use to get that information? So we added a lot more. So when I start out with with the, with, with with just the the the, the answer, and, that's, and I know the answer, I'm not looking for any more. I know the answer. If I lose the answer, I forget the answer. Forget what I'm supposed to know. I have to figure out how to get there. I gain not only the final result, but everything which takes me to get to that point in time. So there's a there's a clear example of this idea that Torah is disrabe through the process of shikha and retrieval. Okay, so the concept of the is um, a little bit of a challenge. But let's see what we can do with it. Um, let's see what we can do with the, 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 the process. Um, let's see. Um, uh, 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 any muscle which you're going to use is going is going it's going to be deficient in some way. But right, imagine I'm right. I'm 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 writing a, a, a very comprehensive book on a certain topic. So I, I really want to address every single scenario. So I realize that it's going to be very prohibitive. To write every single detail, every single every single scenario, and try and cover every single thing, I can't. I can't do that. I, but I know my readers. I know I have five, ten, fifteen readers. It's a very, it's a very the area which I'm dealing with is is, is, is a very limited area of interest to people. I have my ten, fifteen, twenty readers. I know their personalities, and I know if I say the the, the idea X, so Ruvain's going to understand it to mean A. Shimon is going to understand it to mean B. Labies understand the mean C, etc. I mean all of them. But instead of writing A, B, C, D, I just write X, and Ruben understands A, and Shiva understands B, and Levi understands C, and Yudas understands D. So I've accomplished what I need to accomplish to teach you every single element I want to say, instead of writing it all out, by writing something cryptic, and knowing my players that they're going to come out and figure out all the points I want to say. So I, I can take the, the idea that I want to get across, rely on the recipients that it's going to be accomplished because each one's going to contribute their perspective, their understanding, and all of those are things that I meant. So that's an extraordinary pithos that I have in my writing 
that I can write something which can bring out many different facets by just writing one thing, knowing that the, 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 the readers are going to figure out all the different ideas that I want, not individually, but cumulatively, they're going to figure out all the different ideas that I want. So Bershom has many different messages he wants the Torah to address. So he put people in the world who have personality X and personality Y and background X and background Y and knowledge X and knowledge Y and Rebbe X and Rebbe Y and life circumstances X and Y. And by doing that, he's created a vehicle that each person will come and look at from his, his knowledge, background, etc. He says, oh my gosh, it's saying this. He says, no, 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 it's saying that. Oh, so which one's right? Oh, they're both right. Well, that means it's not really clear. No, 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 you didn't get the point. It wasn't from a chassan over here. It's from a godless of the Bershalim that he wanted both points to be brought out. Both points have truth to them. And both points, the way he got it was, was, was by putting the words in the Torah and putting the people there who will become part of the Torah process as well. So that's That's an extraordinary pithis that the Bershalim did. It doesn't mean it has come of. But imagine if you'd be able to write such a book. You'd say, well, it's a really unclear book. Like he doesn't really know what he's talking about because you see this guy says A and this guy says B this guy says C. You know, it's, it's not really a good book. You missed the boat. It was a phenomenal genius what I just did. I didn't do something which is deficient. I did something which is, which is extraordinary. I was able to, instead of having write everything out, I could write one word, 10 words, and get 50 different points across with, in 10 words. How do I do? Because I'm relying that the readers are part of the process. And I know my readers. Well, I don't do. I can't do that because I'm, I'm a human being. I don't know. My, I don't know my readers, but the Bereshit did that. But that only started from the moment of Sheikh Zatara. There was a moment where the clarity of the, the the words was so clear that you couldn't start interpreting. There wasn't room for a human being to to put put his input in. At that moment, so there there is just the words. The words are screaming out to you so clearly you can't can't you can't play with it. The Russian brought a chayshach into the Bria called Yavon. That was the point where that clarity was no longer there. So Yavon played a role of transferring the, the Torah from the point where its clarity was so blinding that you couldn't see any other way to a point where it wasn't so blinding, it wasn't so clear anymore. And now was the time for the process of allowing all these individuals, each one, to play his role to bring out a new facet. So the chayshech of Yavon, the hachshach of Yavon, functions as a source of ribe hatara, extraordinary ribe hatara. That's it. So that from the time of Yavon, you have the first machlokas, which is not resolved. It means Yosef and Yosef sees it one way, Yosef and Yosef sees it the other way, each one brings proofs back and forth, and the Sanhedrin cannot come to a proof, a final decision. They see both arguments are right. Both arguments have, have a good point. It means both arguments are, are, are solidly rooted in the words of, in the ideas of Torah. It means both of them are part of the Torah. But what was added over here besides the Rebbe of Torah is that the human being became part of the process. So it's a, it's a it's a it's a much greater uh, connection that a human being has to the, to the Torah when he's part of the process, as opposed to when he's not part of the process. That his input is valued as, as part of Torah itself. That's an extraordinary moment. So it's seemingly quote unquote a sad moment because you know we 
we look at Kalayaso, and you look at, and you look at, there's so many different ways of looking at things, and so many different sheets. Like, wouldn't it be nicer to everybody just agree on everything? Right? So that, that, you know, it would make life easier. Jews are contentious, right? The, 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 you know, I, I say A, the other person says B. But the Gemara says that Rabbi Yechon and Rish Lakish had this conversation. Rabbi Yechon would, would say X, Rish Lakish would say Y. So Rabbi Yechon would answer. Rish Lakish would challenge. Again and again, the Gemara says. But what happened each time that that happened? Rabbi Yechon understood. He he had to limit the scope of his statement. He had to adjust the scope of his statement. He had to he had to refine it. He had to redefine it. He had it because each time there was another element added, so it became clearer and clearer and clearer and clearer through the challenge. The more says that Reish Lakish died, and Rebbechanon is sitting all by himself, and he needs a Kharusa. He said, I can't live without a Kharusa. I need somebody to challenge me. So they bring in Rebbechanon and Rebbechanon. Rebbechanon and Rebbechanon said something. Rebbechanon brings him 13 proofs that he's right. So Rebbechanon says, that, that, I need that. I don't need your, your proofs. He says, when Rish Lakish challenged me and argued with me, it forced me to re, to rethink. It, it, it clarified. It, it became much more precise what exactly I was saying. You bring me proofs. It doesn't challenge me. The Chazanish writes that the, uh, the, the derech of, of Chachamim is they, much, they, they, enjoy, they enjoy a critique on their statement much more than they enjoy a proof. Because a critique it forces, forces you to have clarity. Critique forces you to re- realize that maybe you missed the point, that maybe you need maybe this one point that you overstated. It forces you to get more and more to, to, to where you want to get to. My Rebbe used to say, he says, he says, I like both. I like a proof and I like a critique also. But I, but I do enjoy a proof also. Right? So, of course, we, we, I think most of us are probably in that much that we enjoy the proof together with it. And the critique, but sometimes we don't really enjoy that much. But, but what the point that he's saying, get back to what back to what Rutner is saying is, and there's going to be a point where the, there's there's you're done. I used to have this argument with my Rebbe, or excuse me, I used to have this discussion with my Rebbe. When you're having an argument with your Chavusa, you're going back and forth. At what point are you done? Like it's time to move on. He says there's going to be points um, where. You're not. You're, you're repeating yourself. He says A. He says B. He says A. He says B. You know. He says A and he says B and then he says, he says A, A plus and he says B minus. You keep you keep arguing. You're adding new points. Of course, you should keep discussing. The more you discuss, the more clarity you get. But if you're just, it's got to the point where you're just repeating the same thing over and over again. It's time to stop. The goal in learning with Harusa is not to, to force your shot down his throat. Not to convince him that you're right, because it's possible that you're not right. It's possible that he's right. It's possible that you're both right. You both have approaches which are right. right? But what your goal is, he said, from the subsurface, he told me from the subsurface, this is my Rebbe Shom Shapiro. He says, the subsurface says, you have to reach a point where you understand very clearly what you're saying and what, you're, what the other person is saying. You understand very clearly both positions. And then and that's it. You go right through. Because the goal is not to make that there's only one way to learn, 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 learn a chazal. Obviously, there's a, within a range. The person comes and he says, you know, if, I, if we have a, a discussion about what this means, and I says, you know, I think it means that, you know, 
that this is how halacha works. This is how halacha works as well. I think it means put on sitzes, and we're discussing tefillin right now. Uh, you know, not discussing sitzes, okay? There's something which is clearly out of out of bounds. You know, that's obvious. But within range, there's different ways of looking at what it's saying. Rashi says one type of tefillin, Rabbi Nathan says another tefillin. Who is right? Right? They're both right. There's both. There's two. There's two ways to understand what Chazal was saying. Both of them are valid readings of what Chazal was saying. So now, what do you do? Okay, it's a problem. How do you live in a world of where you're limited to sometimes it's one option? How do you? What do you do? So that's a, that's the challenge of the psak halacha. My, my rabbi said once. One time said, "This is why do you call psak psak? You're giving a decision. Why is it called a psak? Psak means to, to cut something. Why is it cutting?" Says because the Torah is infinite. You have this infinite stream of now of, of, of flow of, of information, and you're cutting out a piece and putting it into a situation. So you're being posicket. You're cutting it. You're forcing. You're taking this infinite Torah, cutting out a piece and putting it into into a specific instance. Which you must. What do I do now? I, that's, that's wonderful. Bishami is right. Bishil is right. So what do I do? Well, Bishami is right. Bishil is right. But what do I do? You got to give me an answer. So it means that means Bishil is right. No. But they're both right. What do I do? I do like Bezalel. Mashiach I'll do like Bezalel. But that's a different Lakuda. The Lakuda of how you're, how you're acting is we have called them how to, what to do. But that doesn't mean that one is more right than the other. Again, I'm not saying there are times where you know, opinion is proven wrong. Or the argument that the person is saying is totally, totally. Uh, out of context, there's a there's a, there's a savora which is a, which you get a flow of how Chazal thought. So within the range of Chazal, there's different ways of looking at it. First comes along says, you know, I'm going to use a different type of a thought process. I I, I went to the to the to uh, visit uh, some other culture and this is how they think and I think it'll help me understand Torah. It, it might, but there's there's a, there's a probability. Why there's been an approach to think, understand Torah in a certain way over a period of generations, the generations, the generation, it's been refined. There's a certain approach. How you look at something within that approach, there's different arguments, different opinions, different ways of looking at it. But there's a certain approach how you approach Torah. Uh, Raputner uh, once said that there is a um, person takes a barrel of wine. Brand, take a person crushes. They do the wine crush, and so the wine. You have to after the wine crush. So there's the sediment. There's the, the very little piece. All the little pieces which are floating in the wine. You put in the barrel, and after a period of time, the sediment falls to the bottom, and the, the wine on top is very clear. So there's a, there's a clarification process which takes place. It clarifies. It says there's swarm which have been produced in Klyosil for generation to generation to generation. Certain swarm have been used from generation to generation to generation. Why? The Chachamim of the generations have felt these swarm are really the swarm which are on target to getting to the, to the true crux of the matter. And the certain swarm which have fallen by the wayside. So the, the Pnei Yeshua is a saver which we're still using. And the Pnei Yankol, the Pnei, the, the Pnei Barrel is not. Uh, there's a reason why we never heard of the Pnei Barrel. Because there was a certain safer which came out at one point in time, which one like addressed every single question of the Gemara, and it put it together like in, in, in big lump, that you know here's a kasha and the Pnei Shu asked it, the Pnei Barrel asked it, the Pnei Shmerel asked it, and the Pnei Yankel asked it. They all asked the same question. This is they're all their answers. 
He says, what they do? They took 500 years of, of, of scholarship and they messed it all up again. There's a reason why we've been ignoring those 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 storm for a while because they're not they're not the storm which we know that really are, are getting to the true heart of the matter. So it's like taking the big spoon and stirring up the barrel. So you had this nice clear wine on top and everything else on the bottom, and you stir it all up again, and now you have this big mush. He says that was his comment about the safer. Now my comment about the story is that the 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 the, um, the publisher of that he was actually the honorary president of the publishing company which which put that safer out so i always wonder like if he didn't like it so much why do you let why do you let them do it but fair question but, but so there's a range there's going to be a re there's a reason why certain arguments fall by the wayside but within that range there's, there's room to contribute so that, that's an extraordinary Torah which took place through the shikhas Torah, which was which which was rooted in yavan Let's let's hold it here. Um, so we'll pick up Hashem next week, as Ois and Ois Dalad. So we're gonna he's gonna really flesh out the points I just said more more by Rishus. But Hashem will talk about that next week. Okay.